following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. Let's talk, but no politics okay. Proudly dedicates all episodes to the loving memory of Constance Chirac, who was one of the biggest supporters of the show. And we like to say thank you for everything that you have done. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Let's Talk I Know Politics Okay here on the BICBP Radio Network. I'm your host, Andrew Lenz, coming to you every Sunday. But before we get into today's topic, here is a message from our sponsor. Now Nintendo is more than a game. It's a place you can go. And when you get there, you're going to see things you've never seen before. Do things you didn't know were possible. Enter the world of Nintendo for the largest selection of Nintendo Entertainment System and Game Boy games and loads of other exciting Nintendo products for the whole family. All at a Rose's store near you. Okay, it is video game time once a month. I am working solo here. Uh, Matt Johnson is taking a mental health type break from podcasting and everything else, so... I wish him all the luck on that and hope that he gets better and comes back to the show to do this with me. It's always great to get input, but today I am solo. And this is, I think, one of my very first solo episodes here, main-wise, that I've done in a very, very, very long time. So for this, it's it's video games. We're, talk, we're still talking video games type stuff. And I wanted to do the video games that made us. Uh, I watched the movies that made us on Netflix. I watched the toys that made us on Netflix. But I still feel toys and uh, movies were such a big part of me. But also video games were a big part of what I gravitate towards now compared to anything else you know video game wise what it looks like what it did for me as a kid to you know open up my eyes to a whole different world of gaming and everything else whether it was in the arcade whether it was nes whether it was atari whatever it was video games have always kind of been another sort of escape with movies and toys you have a bad day uh especially as you got older toys weren't you didn't play with too many toys but you come home you play with your toys you could just kind of relax decompress out you know somebody making fun of you at school or you fail a test or something like that you could always put in a good movie even to this day in that aspect play a toy or play with a toy or just pop in one of your favorite video games that you have and just kind of decompress, let things go, and just forget about that day. So I have four video games because they always release four, four movies, four toy lines, something of that aspect when they do this. And I thought kind of long and hard, there was a couple that I did want 
to mention, but I probably will mention them as I'm talking because they kind of lead in to these ones. As I mentioned, Atari, I, I got to say, I don't have any Atari games on here as well, even though that was my first ever uh, video game console was an Atari 2600. Many people in my age group and probably many listeners, that was probably also your first you know, video game system as well. But I don't have that on here. Uh, I'll probably do, like I said, I'll either mention them in here or I'll do some honorable mentions that I really thought I could have put on here. But if I'm really thinking deep into a video game that, you know, made me and probably made many others. And I got to go with Super Mario Brothers. I was trying not to be that basic guy and going, you know, Super Mario Brothers. We could think of something else. And I was like, you know, I, I like Super Mario Brothers 3 better. I like Super Mario Brothers 2. That's a cool one. But I'm going with the baseline of all that. And that is Super Mario Brothers. And, you know, there is Mario Brothers. But I think Super Mario Brothers was a lot of people's first introduction to kind of a home console game where you're like, wow, there's more out there than just explosions in space. Like I, like I mentioned the Atari 2600, uh, you know, that type of stuff. And I look back on it and I play it even today and I'm like, the simplicity of this game is so crazy that you just, it's side-scrolling, platformer jump the power-ups but yet it was so addicting and powerful that i just would sit there for hours i know it's a pack and title on a lot of people that's what you had to play and that was pretty much it was you know your super mario brothers or duck hunt but what it's done just and how i look at things is absolutely amazing uh, the spin-offs that it's had from cartoons to other games to everything else. And Mario is, we talked about this, Bryce Benjamin and I a while back about Mount Rushmore video game characters or anything of that aspect. Mario is the biggest, but Mario Brothers was like a wow moment. As I said, it's just one of those things where you're like, wow, this is... An absolutely amazing game. I don't know if anything could get better than this, which it has, but it's still a game that I think a lot of people go back to. A lot of people have fond memories of. And when you, I think when most people think of the NES, they think of Super Mario Brothers and, you know, beating Bowser and going through the castles and warp zones and all those little hidden features in there as well. I don't know if you were a war person where you're like, I'm just going to skip these levels or you're like, I'm going to play the game straight. Or even in the first level, you can warp through to another end. I was big on that. And I thought that was cool because as I'm going through my video game experience, my brother was way better than me at this. So he could whip through that level. And sometimes I was like, you know what? I'm going to take the shortcut out of this and just go right through it. But Super Mario Brothers is definitely absolutely amazing. And I would love just to see that if they were to make a show, the video games that made us, I think this would definitely be probably one of the number one. Because I think it 
really touched a lot of people from many different aspects as well as just not just being, you know, the first pack and title, but to this day, I still feel it holds up very, very well. So my second, my second show or second episode, if I was doing the video games that made us, you know, this is more for me, but pretty much for everybody. I wonder if everybody would, you know, kind of enjoy these is, is the legend of Zelda. Uh, this was huge. I know there's games like adventure on Atari 2600 and stuff like that, but this was such a great open world action RPG concept as well. You know, the, the hidden places to get heart containers, to get more, to get more health. Uh, going into the first cave in the beginning to get the sword and it spawned so many different challenges because you have to get your weapon mario brothers you're jumping right off you can just jump you know if you hit a block you don't have to hit a block but in zelda you have to get the sword for link you gotta get boomerangs you gotta get bombs uh the bow and arrow you know fire all this stuff you gotta you gotta gather and you're going out into this vast world and at this point there's really no map at all because once again in the dungeons you got to go and get those maps and you're going out into this vast world to collect all these things because you need to be the savior of hyrule and you need to go out there and you need to save zelda and you're playing as link from the evil Ganon, and the way that you explore to dif- different dungeons, uh, trial and errors, and, and all that stuff. Because there was, in 87 when this came out, there's no internet. There's nothing to really tell you. Uh, I never owned this game, but it is definitely one of the games that made me, and I'm probably missing one of the greatest <laughs> staring things in my face, is that gold cart. But I'll get back to that. I never, when you rented it, you didn't have the map until maybe Nintendo Power or anything else of that nature. So you are just exploring, going through different ways, encountering different enemies, knowing, oh my goodness, I probably got to power up this. I got to go here to get this so I can beat this enemy quicker or going through each dungeon to try and figure out how to beat each, you know, boss at the end of the dungeon. And I know there's probably a lot of other, you know, people that are more well-versed in Zelda and everything else. But for me, I don't think it gets any better. And it's led me into many different other games because I'm not a huge RPG fan. But it, I think this is a great baseline game for things like Kingdom Hearts. And everything else. I don't know if that inspired Kingdom Hearts. I know Kingdom Hearts has a, what is that? Uh, a Disney Final Fantasy vibe to it. But because of Zelda, I gave games like Chrono Cross, Chrono Trigger a chance and to kind of grow on me in this RPG realm because this game definitely opened up the door and my eyes to the wonderful world of RPG gaming open world gaming and everything else i'm pretty sure 
possibly could have had an impact on something like GTA. Once again, great open world concepts. We want to explore. Mario is very linear. But other than like the warp zones and stuff, but with Zelda, I felt like you were always on an adventure. And as a kid, I would not just play the video game of Zelda, but you get one of those cheap knight swords, you know, from Toys R Us or something. And I would, and I would go out on the adventure as Link. That's how much it, it meant. This game kind of meant to me and what it did. Another great kind of cartoon as well, but also... Like I mentioned, it had a gold cartridge to see that gold cartridge, you know, when you rent it or a friend had it was absolutely amazing to see that because all the other Nintendo cartridges were gray and later on they became black and everything else. But to see this gold cartridge, you were like, wow, this has definitely got to be something special. 100%. So The Legend of Zelda would definitely be one that I would pitch, you know, for them to do, or mainly this would be my second one for me because this really opened, like Super Mario Brothers, Super Mario Brothers opened my eyes to a very more broad, but this one was like RPG adventure games can be cool and fun and they're absolutely amazing. So I'm a big sports fan. I do NFL history and what ifs and retro fantasies on uh, the two point conversation. But one of my, and I also play Tecmo Super Bowl. It's on my YouTube channel for Let's Talk But No Politics Okay. And it's also on the two point conversation YouTube channel. But that's where I'm going to go right here. Number three is Tecmo Super Bowl. This is the first video game. I also did a whole episode on this. This is the first video game, football-wise, where it was it was rosters. It wasn't a blue team versus a red team. It wasn't a bunch of no-name people. Uh, it wasn't anything like that. It wasn't like Joe Montana Sports Talk Football, where the only name it said was Joe Montana, and I know they didn't talk in Tecmo Super Bowl, but this opened my eyes to backups, starting, formations, and I know that there's Madden that came out before this, and there's Tecmo Bowl, but there's those, I didn't have Madden until, Madden wasn't on my radar until 93 because uh, I just, it was more of a computer game and Tecmo Bowl was eight on eight. This is full fledged 11 on 11. I got to pick a play. I got to know what to do. I got to worry about a guy getting injured and everything else. Yes, there was no trades or anything of that nature, but it was just absolutely amazing. And the way that the ratings were, it wasn't even versus even. It was. Bo Jackson had higher ratings. It was this guy had higher ratings than than that guy. And also players could get fatigued. There's player conditions. You know, your player can go from excellent to poor, and that will affect them. That's mind-blowing in 1991 for the NES, in my mind, especially as a little kid. I never even thought of that. You put in a football game, you play it. 
and guy throws the ball. Guy catches the ball or a guy drops the ball or it gets intercepted. And, but the way that the player ratings were, were absolutely amazing. And to see each level that they go through and, you know, get tired, get injured. Maybe I want to start my backup. Maybe I don't want to start my backup. The other great thing about this too was it was kind of, it was kind of a football simulation, but it was also a fun game in the fact of the cutscenes. You know, the guy catching the ball in the air, jumping up, and then he catches it and he comes down and the touchdown. The, but the sound effects is amazing just to hear touchdown and then do 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 you know <laughs> hear that noise or hear the quarterback go down ready set hut 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 until you go and the music in the background gets you energetic like you know that it's a football game and you know you're playing this game but this is what it is all about this is the nitty-gritty this is the best of the best and it is absolutely amazing no matter what you're going to do i think if you're in my age range i know people talk about madden so much but this game laid such an impact on on me and many other people because i know i'm part of a facebook group where all they do is still today pop in that tecmo super bowl cartridge play different challenges to see what you can do with you know the terrible teams like the colts and the patriots and stuff like that but tecmo super bowl if if you've never experienced it if you will if you experience it now you're like okay this is just another another game but if you experienced it back then you knew it was more than just any other football game you knew that football could go anywhere with this as well Whereas Madden is more of a simulation and can get a little complex for a little kid. I could understand this game and it was, and I could understand maybe I don't need to bomb it up 90,000 times a game. Maybe I need to run a little and it really, really taught me that. And it really helped me know different players on different teams as well and knowing rosters, and I think it really led to me into a love of NFL football to today knowing who's on what team to, uh, you know, just love of NFL history about learning about each player because you get you fall in love with a player that you're doing really good with, so you kind of want to learn more about them. But definitely Tecmo Super Bowl. And my final one, I kind of I kind of battled over in my head a little bit between things because i wanted an arcade game and i'm thinking of arcade games and i'm going teenage mutant ninja turtles but that's kind of a licensed game that's uh, something a little bit different and like i said i'm I'm looking at games that kind of open my eyes to different genres different aspects of of gaming and one right here is street fighter 2 i've never seen people gather as much in an arcade and i understand i'm maybe a little bit late bloomer i came in mid 80s you know as a little kid mid mid to late 80s playing arcade games but street fire was the first one where it was like people are gathering around this and it was kind of one of the first fighting games i ever saw it's you versus another person 
all these interesting characters from all over the world with Sam Gee from USF from the USSR. That's how old this game is. Uh, Guile from the U.S., Ken, Ryu, Chung Lee, Blanca, E. Honda, M. Bison, uh, Sagit, uh, Dalzim, all these guys from all over the world, and you're, you're, you're fighting them, and they all have their own little unique power, and you can almost feel their own little unique personality as well into each character. And to learn these secret moves from... Uh, you know, sonic booms to Hydukens and everything else was absolutely amazing. And you would always kind of encounter maybe the person that would kind of play it cheap. They pick E Honda and do the hand slap, or you know, take Chung Lee with the the speedy leg kick, or Blanca, and he would electrify you and all those aspects. But Street Fighter Two is just was just so impactful. It's probably one of the first games I ever went out and rented, maybe, by myself, because I, I, I wanted this. I wanted to play this game, and I would I went out and uh, went to Blockbuster with my own money. It wasn't like mom and dad had the money. It was my own money, because I wanted to play Street Fighter 2. I wanted to play as Belrog or, or Vega, or even though I don't know if they were even in the game at that time. But I wanted to play as these characters, and these characters have always stuck to stuck with me throughout the time. And I know many people love Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat could have been easily inserted into this, but I wasn't much of a Mortal Kombat guy. I was always Street Fighter, and I think it's kind of where you line up on things. But I love Street Fighter. It was probably one of my favorite things about my brother bowling on Saturday mornings because I got to go to the bowling alley. You go into the Bowling Alley Arcade and you play Street Fighter 2 if it wasn't crowded. So you could hopefully you could get there early enough before you know the older kids came in and I would just sit there and play Street Fighter 2 for hours on end or you know pretty much till the quarters ran out. And it would come down to whether I wanted to get a snack from the snack bar or do I want to play Street Fighter 2? And I would want to play Street Fighter 2 just so I can enjoy those characters, almost feel a connection with them and everything else from guys like Guile, like I mentioned, Guile, Ryu, Ken, Chung Li, Blanca, Zangief, Dalzim. Oh, the list just goes on and on and on. And it really showed me you know, this fighting game thing is going to be cool and you enjoy it. And I still play this with my kids till today. I play Street Fighter 2 with them because that's how much I love it. I play all these games with them. But that is the that is what I would consider what if they said, make me a first season of the video games that made it made us. And it would definitely be Super Mario Brothers, Zelda, Tecmo Super Bowl, and Street Fighter 2. Uh, some honorable mentions that I did think of that I haven't mentioned was like games like Afterburner in the arcade. But I don't know if I could really say anything, but that was kind of the first game that I was immersed into, especially if you got the big cabinet where it would move and everything else. It's it's a simple flying game, 
but yet you get so immersed into it when you could when the cabinet would move back move forward move left move right so that was one of them that i was thinking there and if i got to pick one from atari 2600 i have no idea why i'm a big missile command fan and i would have to say that's probably had the biggest impact on me even though it's this once again kind of like a super mario bros very simple gaming aspect of just the rocket comes down you shoot a rocket up you save the the base there and everything else but thank you for listening and enjoying this video game episode there will be hopefully many more to come and with that being said remember to check out new episodes of let's talk but no politics okay every sunday on the bicbp radio network apple Podcasts, spotify google podcasts uh, uh check out the youtube channel uh, for let's talk but no politics okay starting a great video game series with the guys over at retro bliss it'll be a once a month thing calling did we need this where we take a look at licensed video games to weigh in on did we really need this as a video game and that should be great as well remember to go check out the facebook page also for great content and with that being said good morning good afternoon and good night 